0: It's our headline segment here on Metro FM Talk and uh, joined on the line uh, tonight to uh, take a look at, uh, I guess, uh, the implications of a uh, energy transition for the automotive sector. And I'm joined on the line by Mr. Uh, Mike Mabasa, CEO of the National Association of Automobile Manufacturers of South Africa, NAMSA. And, uh, of course, we talk about this in the context of the Just Energy Transition Investment Plan. Uh, and it's a plan whose idea is... You know, a big chunk, of course, of the funding that will be required, yes, is for the energy sector, but um, to some degree, uh, some investments will have to be made in green hydrogen and, of course, uh, the uh, new energy vehicles because. Um, I guess by way of value-added exports, the automotive sector certainly getting the lion's share of those um, if we strip away some of the primary commodity exports that South Africa has. And uh, joined on the line tonight by Namsa uh, to speak about this. And Dadej uh, Mike, before we went to the break, I guess we were talking about the components and the differences uh, between components of NEVs and uh, some of the more internal combustion engine vehicles. And the reason why I asked this, what then happens to many of the component suppliers who have... Um, you know, being recipients of considerable supply chain and other forms of support in order to supply many of the OEMs who uh, assemble vehicles here in the country. What's the implication there? We saw a similar challenge for the likes of Bosch and others uh, in the automotive sector out in Germany.
1: Absolutely. So I think the um, component manufacturers are obviously rethinking uh, how they can continue to provide uh, components into the sector Uh, They are obviously looking at new technologies as well because they know for a fact that uh, some of the products that they used to offer the market, those products, uh, sooner rather than later, would certainly be distinct. Um, And they are obviously very, um, you know, innovating at this time to introduce new uh, technologies that will be required by the industry. You would recall, Ayavonga, that, um, you know, globally we had an issue around uh, semiconductor shortage, for example, um, and in South Africa, in particular, we don't have, uh, you know, suppliers of, um, you know, those type of components uh, locally. And I think a lot of our local manufacturers are really beginning to innovate. Uh, there's obviously huge opportunity in terms of battery technology uh, and many other areas that they can certainly venture into. Uh, and it's actually a very exciting time to be able to see them uh, beginning to innovate quite significantly. Uh, in terms of changing their business strategies to be able to remain relevant in relation to where the future is going, but certainly also need to, uh, uh, you know, remember that the production of internal combustion engines, mm. particularly in South Africa and uh, in Africa, it will actually um, stay much longer as compared to our counterparts uh, in Europe and other, um, you know, um, um, uh, developed countries.
0: So. This this figure of one hundred thousand, which part of the value chain, I guess, uh, you know, would have the uh, minister in the presidency have been referring to? Well, look, I think the automotive
1: value chain is bigger than just vehicle assembly, and also uh, component manufacturing. I mean, uh, if you think about aftermarket, for an example, you know, the guys who are servicing your car and my car, um, you know, those are also going to be impacted very directly because currently, when we go and service our cars. We often do so after a uh, 15,000-kilometer interval. With uh, new energy vehicles, we know that the interval is much more, uh, you know, longer. And, you know, we've got already vehicles in the market currently where you're expected to only bring your car back for uh, service only after 100,000 kilometers. So the people who are servicing those particular vehicles will also be affected directly because the volume of vehicles that they are currently uh, servicing will obviously shrink quite significantly. So so the entire value chain is definitely going to be impacted. And then also when you look at service parts, uh, for example, I mean, you know, lubricants, you know, your oils, your diesel, uh, those things are going to be history in our cars. You, you, will, you will drive a car without any lubricant uh, that goes into an engine. The only r- lubricant that you see in your car will probably be water, uh, you know, just to be able to power certain areas of your vehicle. But other than that, uh, you know, and 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 those markets and 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 those suppliers of those uh, different parts and services will will certainly also um, you know offload quite a lot of people in those areas because uh, those uh, will not no longer be required.
0: Mm. Mm-hmm. And, and I guess I mean the the earlier point I, I was raising about the difficulties of this transition, even in the home markets of some of our destination markets for our exports. I mean, I made the example of Bosch earlier on, which. Um, you know had been flagging the challenges that they've been faced with in in this transition and we've also seen I mean the likes of Tesla who've also lamented uh you know the challenges insofar as supply chains are concerned for some of the components that go into new energy vehicles um what lessons do we learn from those experiences that we can start to grapple with here because it does seem we're at the very nascent phases uh, of uh, I guess creating a new market here
1: yeah, absolutely. I think South Africa has a very unique opportunity, Ayabonga, that we need to absolutely uh, grab with both hands. I mean, I'll give you one example. If you look at, for example, uh, raw materials, um, South Africa and arguably many other parts of the continent are endowed with mineral resources. Uh, currently, we are taking many of those mineral resources out of the country and we are beneficiating them elsewhere in China, uh, somewhere in the West, and then we bring back into South Africa, and we end up paying top dollar for those uh, finished products. I, I think we need to be able to think differently to say, we've got these minerals, we've got platinum, we've got all these minerals that we're currently uh, you know, uh, mining in South Africa that we require absolutely for uh, these new technologies, and we need to think how we can be able to beneficiate and think differently so that as you lose certain positions um, you know, in certain uh, areas, you're also able to create new opportunities so that we can really be able to make sure that the net effect of job losses is not as significant as currently um, projected because we are now able to reskill people into new areas uh, to Mm. be able to make sure that we are able to continue to uh, preserve and, and create new jobs if possible.
0: These are still seen as luxury vehicles, right?
1: Yeah, regrettably, in South Africa today, we are mainly importing luxury vehicles, but if you look at what's happening globally, you look at China, you look at India, you look at somewhere, Uh, you know, in the Scandinavian countries, we are beginning to see introduction of much affordable, cheaper variants. Um, And we believe very strongly that South Africa is definitely going to go the same route. Uh, And I think as soon as we start with our own local production, we'll certainly be able to introduce much cheaper uh, options in order for us to be able to make sure that uh, these vehicles are affordable uh, in that sort of scale for our people.
0: Mm. We also need some other stuff. I mean, you know, it's, it's quite gutting for me. I mean... Um, just as I left home coming to the show, the lights went off. Um, And if we're talking about electric vehicles, you probably are going to need some consistency of supply in so far as that is concerned. You're going to need charging ports. You're going to need battery storage capability. And when I mentioned all of these things, in a sense, to some degree, they are also connected to much of the mineral endowments that we have in the country and in the region. Need a lot of copper, need a lot of lithium, need manganese.
1: Um,
0: Where are some of the opportunities there? Yeah, absolutely. And and I think, look, I mean, if you take one example, the current challenges
1: that we have in the country uh, around load shedding alone, I mean, a lot of people are saying, you know, why the fast? Why are we moving into electric vehicle evolution if we cannot even power our houses, uh, you know, because of, um, you know, load shedding and so on? I think we obviously do have opportunities that we need to be able to exploit as much as possible so that we can be able to make sure that as we introduce these vehicles, we are also able to provide, um, you know, very uh, reliable, um, you know, um, um, you know, a, a product that can be able to withstand because we know for a fact that um, relying on the national grid that is powered by coal uh, through ESCOM is definitely not a solution. Uh, because on the one hand, if you're if you're introducing a net zero vehicle, but you're powering that vehicle through dirty coal, the net impact uh, in terms of your carbon neutrality. Uh, is not realized so we need to be able to make sure that we're able to introduce uh, different solutions to really help us to uh, also harness. I mean South Africa uh, and Africa is also uh, very fortunate to have the sun uh, even you know in the middle of our winter Mm
0: -hmm. uh, where we
1: can still be able to uh, power for example our solar systems and wind power as well and I think we need to harness uh, all those alternatives as much as we can so that we can make sure that we remove our dependence on ESCOM uh, as the only provider for um, power, um, you know, particularly for big vehicles.
0: Dere Mike, thank you very much for your time. Really appreciate it and uh, uh, yeah, uh, wish you all the best tonight. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. Mike Mabasa there speaks to us uh, from NAMSA, uh, the Automotive Manufacturers Association here in uh, South Africa.